Alright, welcome back to the Dragon's Library, everybody. So, today's a weird one. I had originally planned doing something special for this episode, but it's not quite ready yet, and after thinking it over, I decided to push that project back a little bit. Uh, it is something in the future that you should be looking to look out for. Uh, I'm thinking about maybe doing a two-part episode for it, which I haven't done yet. It'll be a bit more scripted, so that's why it's taking a bit longer. Uh, I originally was going to wing it, but I've decided to put a bit more effort into it. So, sorry about that, you know, if I got your hopes up last episode. Um... In addition, so as a result, I was kind of had to find something last minute for this. Now, originally I wasn't going to review Loki Episode 1 because I kind of wanted to just review the whole series at the end, but I really liked Episode 1, and I think there's enough stuff there to talk about that I can get a whole episode out. And also, the only other things I could re reasonably review for this week are either some old video games or a book. Um, and some of the games I want to save for, like, special reviews. So, for our 25th episode, we're just going to be doing Loki Episode 1. Um, so, yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is what I, the section of the show that I'm going to start calling Context. Um, this is for everyone who doesn't know. So, Loki is the continuation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, I assume everyone's at least briefly familiar with that. It's the Marvel Comic Books Movie Universe. And at the end of End Avengers Endgame, um, or at least during the movie, the Avengers went on a time heist to try and undo the snap. And, okay, look, everyone already saw this movie, and the people who didn't see it probably don't want to watch it anyway. So I'm just going to have to go from here assuming you know all the stuff that's happened in Avengers and what an Infinio Stone basically is. But, for those of you who don't, Avengers Endgame was a purple, gi a giant purple madman decided who's also an alien, decide to use a gauntlet with six reality-warping stones that each control a fundamental aspect of existence, time, space, etc. You know, reality, power, soul, and mind. Those are the six stones. Get used to them. Um, and he used them to wipe out half of all life in the universe. To undo this, the Avengers decided to go back in time, gather the stones. Since the stones were destroyed, the Avengers decided to go back in time, grab the stones, and then bring them home. But they were warned by one of the stone's guardians that if they don't return the stones to their point in time they stole them from, it'll create a branching timeline, which could cause all kinds of chaos and disruptions and damage. So the Avengers plan on taking the stones and then bringing them back. However, although they st still end up getting the stones, during their initial attempt to get the Space Stone, which was the Tesseract in the first Avengers movie, um, Loki ends up getting a hold of the stone and using it to teleport away, vanishing. Now, they end up grabbing the stone from another point in history and bringing it back there, but the time, the part, point in time where Loki grabbed the stone is now a divergence, a variant. And Loki himself is now what's known as a variant. Now, at first we think, okay, so Loki's free now. It's like, no, because shortly after Loki gets out of this and, uh, or, well, okay, we'll get there. So, that's the context. Um, so that's the context. Loki teleported away and this is the show explaining what happened after that. Now, um, I'm going to go into a brief overview of what this set up for the future series, you know, what the plot was. Uh, I'm going to try and avoid spoilers. So, basically, what most of the stuff you're going to hear right now is stuff that's happened in the first few minutes. So, um, we are introduced to Loki. He appears in the middle of a desert somewhere, um, tries to, you know, act like, oh, I am your god, and then just gets tired and then tries to get away. Uh, but sees people come out of this glowing portal that appears out of nowhere. Uh, declare him an Aryan, take him prisoner, because they have really advanced technology that's able to subdue him, even though he tries to act tough. And he is informed that he is now a variant, and is being charged with crimes against the sacred timeline. 
Uh, there's a brief exposition dump a little bit later after he's taken through, you know, given a jumpsuit, all that stuff. You know, a fun prison scene, sort of like Thor Ragnarok. Uh, eventually, he's told that there is only one timeline now. So, if you, for those of you who don't know from the comics, um, in the Marvel Universe, they live in what's known as a multiverse, where you have, like, all these different timelines, and when things happen differently, they happen in some other timeline. Uh, but in the MCU, the, the movie universe, or the movie's continuity... Um, apparently, there used to be a multiverse. There used to be a multiverse. But there was, according, again, according to the Time Variance Authority, the organization that captured Loki, uh, there was this massive war, a multiversal war, and the great timekeepers stepped in and pruned away the multiverse into a single sacred timeline that the Time Variance Authority will guard at any cost. And every once in a while, a person will try, will accidentally step outside and do something different. They'll make a branching decision, and they will create a variant timeline, a, p- a branch in the multiverse. It's their job to immediately, you know, capture the variant, bring them for trial, and delete the timeline, reset the timeline before it uh, branches off into a new multiverse. Because that timeline could then begin branching, and from there, an entire new multiverse could be birthed before they could stop it. Um, and so Loki's told he's on trial for crime. You know, his crime, which is literally just not doing the thing he was supposed to do, go to prison. He took the stone instead. Uh, and he's given a stay of execution and told he might be useful in hunting down a criminal, another time variant. And, uh, he has to, you know, deal with a lot of different things. There's a fun back and forth between him and Mobius, the, uh, basically the leader of the task force who's trying to hunt down this other dangerous variant, which is spoilers. But, yeah, that's the plot. So, Loki is going to be working with the Time Variance Authority to hunt down this other variant, since he can't go back to his own timeline, because, you know, that branch of that branch timeline he existed in is gone, which means there's already another Loki who, you know, went through the proper motions in his timeline. So, um, yeah, that's basically going to be the show, is him, Loki, you know, Loki buddy copping with this time cop, um, Mobius, and trying to hunt down this dangerous variant. So that's the non-spoiler version. Um, I like this. I like this show a lot. It has Loki in it. He's probably one of my favorite characters from the MCU, honestly. He's just so much fun. Uh, like, I know Thor The Dark World is probably one of the worst Marvel movies up there. Like, it's either that or um, uh, Iron Man 2. And I think Iron Man 2 is the worst movie for me. Because that one scene where Loki is just acting like Captain America is hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just... He, he's amazing. Tom Hiddleston is just... Fantastic as Loki. So, you know what? I'm on board. Uh, Mobius is a lot of fun, too. He actually, like, is, like... He's kind of... Sound, almost sounds like he's a bit of a fan of Loki. Uh, for if, for those of you... And this is a bit of a spoiler, but it's not, because it was, like, all over the trailers. Um, uh, the D.B. Cooper... Like, apparently Loki was D.B. Cooper, the guy who, like, collected a ransom, jumped out of a plane, and just vanished. Uh, and apparently it was one of the dumb things he had done back in his, like, younger days. Although, it's a little weird calling him younger days, because that, that seems like it's, like, imperceptible amount of time. But, like, it feels like when you say, like, I was a younger man, when you're talking about something like a year ago that you did. Uh, uh, so, yeah. But, uh, so that was the big thing that everybody saw. And, like, it just is just shown to him by Mobius. Ace was like, oh, God, don't bring that up. I was, look, I was an idiot back then. I was going through some things. It's like, Loki, this is your entire freaking life. Uh, and meanwhile, Moby's like, you were D.B. Cooper. I just cannot get over that. Uh, and you get the feeling that he's known for, like, years. And he's like, I just need to know what was going through your head at that moment. So that was a lot of fun. Um, 
In addition to that, the other time cops aren't really that interesting. Uh, the overarching, we don't really know much about any of them. We only get this, like, one other lady who's the one who takes Loki prisoner and is constantly like, you know, oh, you're going to be going in. And then Loki turns the tables on her because he's, you know, the trickster. Uh, so from here on out, we're going to spo- heavily spoilers for the um, first episode. If you want to know if I really like this show, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to enjoy it. At the very least, the first episode is amazing, and Marvel has earned enough goodwill for years' worth of failures at this point. <laughs> Seriously, like, even if they had a bad movie or TV show, we would like give away with it because they have such a good uh, record that it'll take something really bad to screw that up. So, yeah, good acting, fun premise, you know, Loki going on a time, to- uh, trying to, you know, stop a time criminal across all of history. Sounds fun. So, yeah. Alright. This is going to be the spoiler section. If you don't want to hear anything that, you know, is like a major spoiler, uh, go ahead and clock out now. You know, you can come back once you've seen the episode. Alright? Everybody gone who wants to be gone? Cool. So, this this episode is a ton of fun. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm still laughing at some of the scenes from this episode. Uh, The big twist, though, is that the variant they're hunting down is apparently another variant of Loki himself. So, you know, another version of him that stepped off the path. Not this one, obviously, but a different one. Uh, He's, you know, apparently killed, like, dozens of their uh, squads of agents, and that's why they've decided to use him, is because, you know, who better to catch Loki than Loki? Makes sense, makes sense. Uh, Honestly, the funniest part of this whole uh, episode for me, though, was... The, uh, so basically, Loki ends up breaking free at one point, and he finds the Tesseract they stole from him, because he wanted to use it to get away, and then he's like, because it's like in like an evidence bin, like being carried to the evidence locker, and he goes to grab it, and then he's like, wait, what's this? It's like, oh my god, it's, it's all the other Infinity Stones, they're like a few dozen copies of the various Infinity Stones, like, you know, three Time Stones, five Soul Stones, a few Power Stones, it's like... These are the most powerful artifacts in the universe, and they're, and they're like four copies of them at minimum, of each one of them sitting in an evidence bin. <laughs> he's like, you know that doesn't work. And then like when they finally find him in the room after a really emotional scene, it's like, you know, so you tried to use it. It's like, yep, this place is uh, pretty powerful if they can stop an infinity stone. That's just ridiculous. It's like, yeah, yeah you get used to it. It's like, wait, 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 so the Infinity Stones, the stones that make you the absolute master of a fundamental aspect of reality, do not work in the Time Variance, uh, the Time Variance Authority's headquarters. That's just mind-boggling. Like, alright, for those of you who don't know the comics, this is, like, a really big deal, because the Infinity Stones are really powerful, and they really only have one way they'd be worthless. The only way you could ever, like, there are only really two things that could make the Time Stone, uh, not, like, uh, the Space Stone not work. The first is that Loki is no longer in his own universe. Like, as in, they don't, they're not in the reality they were created for. Which, maybe the Time Variance Authority is technically outside of the timeline itself, so maybe it's outside of that reality, that one true reality or whatever. So the time sto- the Space Stone doesn't work there, which is a pretty good way. The other way, though, is a bit more interesting, could lead to some interesting theory stuff, which is uh, apparently some extremely powerful beings are able to turn off the stones if they're not... Um, being used. I think there was, I read somewhere that, like, something like the, uh, like, the one above all, who's, like, the god god of the Marvel Universe, or, um, uh, what is his second in command? The, uh, I want to look this up real quick. Um, one second. Do, do, do. 
So yeah, uh, once I get to that, but for now, like they had to be like really powerful beings uh, in order to turn up stones off. But yeah, so if maybe the um, I'm thinking that maybe the uh, was it the time variance authorities bosses those like you know really powerful people. Oh god, what are they called? The timekeepers. The timekeepers. Uh, so I'm thinking that maybe they won't, they, they can like stop the stones from being used in their place. Cause he said, cause they had a whole scene where they're like, yeah, no, there's no magic here. We don't, we don't allow magic. Um, so it's all technology. So I'm guessing that maybe they're just really powerful celestial beings. And for those of you who don't know, celestials are kind of just like gods. Like, uh, there was one in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, the ego planet was a god, uh, a celestial. And he was like, it's like, yeah, I'm a celestial. And like, wait, like, like a god? It's like small g, small g. So like, they're you know they're gods, but they're not like absolute gods. The only absolute in the Marvel canon, from what I understand, again, I'm not a huge comic reader. I've only read a few read a few comics. Is the one above all who's like just absolute power, and he doesn't interfere much. So yeah, those are two really interesting things. Um, so yeah, the, the episode's really funny, but it's also really emotional for Loki because we get to see this part of him that we don't. Uh, it really brings his character around. Like, we don't get to see this part of him that often. Because there was this huge scene where, like, they're just showing him parts of his life and he's trying to, like, uh, Dr. Like, Mobius is trying to, like, almost have, like, a therapy session with him and, you know, get in his head, figure him out. Which makes sense. He, that way, even if, you know, he doesn't decide to hire him for this job or keep him around, um, he can still get some info on the guy he's tracking once we learn that. So, what we found out is that... He's been watching. He was like, why do you do all this? Why do you hurt people? That's not like trickster. That's, you know, malicious. You're not that malicious. You're not usually malicious. So why'd you do it? And we get that whole speech about how, you know, uh, the, everyone's actually weak and that strength they project is only an illusion. They want to submit that kind of thing. That whole big grand speech in Germany that he did, did that Captain America interrupted in the first movie. And there's this really cool moment where he shows Loki the uh, future. He shows him his future, what it, what his future would have been when Thor the Dark World, when he tries to send the Dark Elves to Thor and ends up leading them straight to his mother, who is in Thor's room. Um, and she dies as a result of his actions. Loki never really understood that. Loki, I don't think in the movie he actually ever found out that his actions were directly responsible for that. So this is the first time Loki is actually coming face to face with his actions coming to bite him, which is a lot, which is actually kind of mythologically prevalent because uh, a lot of times Loki's own actions would come back to bite him and the, bite him. Like in the mythology, he was less of a cunning trickster and more of a Looney Tunes character. So yeah. And after he escapes, he ends up heading back to the room um, and just watching his entire timeline unfold. And when Mobius finally finds him and tells him, asks him if he tried to use the stone, he's like, I saw everything. He's like, you know, the, he starts repeating his speech all over again. It's like, that's the trick. That's me. He wasn't talking to the people. He was talking to himself. The way he was describing humans, like that they need to be ruled because the, their strength is nothing more than an illusion. Their cunning and cruelty and everything they are is nothing more than an illusion. They crave someone telling them what to do. They crave this strength in their lives. It was really just him showing that his strength, his confidence, his desires to uh, be ahead was the illusion. That's the trick. That's the show he puts on for everyone else. Which is really, there was just, just this moment where he just breaks down and realizes who.
who he was. He watched his entire life play out from a completely objective viewpoint. I mean, that, that messes with a person. And you kind of feel bad for him. So, yeah. I actually really like that scene, too. Like, we got a lot more Loki, and I really hope we get to see more of that as time plays on. I'm also really curious as to what type of variant this other Loki is. Because this other Loki is obviously a much, like, has been a variant for a lot longer. He knows the game. He was able to escape the time uh, variant's authority originally, obviously. Or maybe he has some history with them. He's obviously much better at this than Loki is. So I wonder where in the timeline he's from. Is he from, like, the future? Or is it from his younger days when he was a bit more cruel, you know? I'm I'm genuinely curious. I want to know. So, yeah. Definitely looking forward to seeing more of this, and uh, I guess maybe I'll do some other episodes. If I, you know what, if an episode of Loki really hits me, if I really feel like it needs a review, and also I need a review for that week and I haven't found anything else, because uh, that's the dirty little secret of this show, I review what I can get, uh, I'll review it. I might review it, yeah. So next week on Wednesday, or Tuesday, I'm sorry, Tuesday, I'm going to be reviewing uh, No Good Dragon Goes Unpunished. By Rachel Aaron. It's the third book in the Heart Striker series that started with Nice Dragons Finish Last. It's uh, one of my favorite newer series that I've read. Um, I mean, it's not that new series-wise. I think it's a few years old now, but like, I really like the series. I think it's a great series and needs more attention, so I'm going to talk about it uh, again for the third time. Besides, if we get through all five of them, I can talk about the spin-off series. It's like really interesting. Uh, I like the characters better in the first series, but like the third, the third spin-off series actually has some like really cool concepts, like. Um, it taps into a lot of that belief-fueling God stuff that uh, Neil Gaiman always plays with. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. And on Friday, I mean, yeah, Friday, I'm going to be talking about Subnautica Below Zero, assuming I finish it in time. Uh, I might have to reschedule that one, but I'm really hoping I'll finish it the game in time for that. So look forward to those two. Yeah, see you then. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And thank you for listening to The Dragon's Library. Please, subscribe to this podcast to be notified of new episodes. The Dragon's Library releases new episodes Tuesday and Friday each week. And you can follow us on Twitter at dragon underscore library 2. If you want to suggest an episode topic, my email is in the description below. And as always, thank you so much for all your support.